You're listening to Talk Over Me. Salutations! Welcome to Talk Over Me, where we say whatever we want, whatever whenever the crap we want. We want. <laughs> Missed it a little hey. bit there. Um, Latency. So, sit back and get ready for some random rants and some ceaselessly unimportant conversation. Welcome Hi. to the TomCast. I am Nathaniel uh, Michael. I'm a ministry worker for Churches of Christ, and I like to have fun. I like... Uh, love fun, 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 fun. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. I'm really into yeah, board games right now. I, I've played a lot of video games in my time, and... Um, Not anymore, love, though. Love Never books, again. love movies and the cinema, all sorts of stuff. So we'll have plenty of endless things to talk about on this show hence why we made a podcast so that we could have an excuse to talk about things that we like isaac why don't you tell him who you are i don't like anything i am i am <laughs> nathaniel's old or older oh Younger i thought brother. you were just gonna say older I'm brother in, a, <laughs> in another universe and i'm also um, nathaniel uh, i am the youngest i am the youngest sibling of our family uh a household of four children and our two parents uh are they not children too I mean, they're children at one point. I mean, that's accurate. Dad's is your dad is a kid on the child. Um, <laughs> but yes, I I am the youngest in the family, so I was used to getting, I'm used to getting talked over and Indeed just raising up. my voice in response. So <laughs> that's why we had the idea of the Talk Over Me show, or the Tomcast. How yeah, in know? our family, we just we would get together. We'll get together, and then everyone just starts talking at the same time. So it's just kind of how how we roll. It's probably it's honestly now that I think about it, it's probably really bad for a podcast. Like all the podcasts I listen to, they like very like I don't know. They like very humbly, you know, and respectfully wait their turn to talk. But it's not a how we're not do that. So we well, that's it. for cowards. So. Accurate. <laughs> so okay. Um, my interests include uh, long walks on the beach, uh, being. Uh, you don't take long walks anywhere. Jerk. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> wow. Being fat, uh, that's that's one that's going to come up a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, video games, uh, tabletop stuff like Nate, and, you know, the stuff that comes along with being fat. You know? <laughs> hey, Carter, why don't you tell us who you are? Wait, wait, hold on. Before Carter, um, Isaac, I saw that you were playing Tabletop Simulator before we yes. started the podcast. What were you playing? I was playing. Is this, are we? I was playing, is this? Is this a plug-in? What are we doing right now? No, I just. I was getting curious. Uh, I was playing the Battlecon games because I wanted to play more characters than what you is in Fate of the Endines. You're, you're playing the Battle Battle Nine games. <laughs> Battlecon by uh, by level nine. Those games are yeah the amazing. Fate of the Endines that we played. So you're playing Devastation oh, oh. or are you playing War? Are you playing I was playing. I was. There was all three, oh, and I was playing. By myself because I'm a loser. Well, they came uh, out with another one. Cool. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. I don't. Well, I was playing. I was playing a character from both War and Devastation. Sweet. I haven't seen the characters from War very much. They don't seem quite as good, but I don't know. Anyway, Battlecon games are freaking cool. They're like a like a fighting game, but a board game, and they're like yeah, a lot of deception and, and cool movements and. Man, it's right up my alley. It's all the just the, of fighting games. <laughs> it's just the perfect theme for me. I love it. It's so much freaking fun. And honestly, the characters are really cool. Like I really get into the characters. Yeah, the characters are like, because character design in terms of art is really good, and the designs in terms of mechanics and their moveset like making sense and like what wants to be paired up with what makes a lot of feels thematic to the idea of it being a fighting game. I don't it's know, just interesting that they didn't attach to an IP. Trump Liefeld's art, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're not going to talk about Sorry. Liefeld this week. No, that's your topic, remember? Liefeld. No, it's not. Just... Carter. All right. Who, are are you? who the crap are you? <laughs> um, who are you? <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> the who? No, CSI. Oh. Well, spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'm the, the world-renowned actress Ellen Page, known for my films such as Juno, 
Uh, <laughs> X-Men? Yeah? No? Mm-hmm. No one knows her from X-Men. X-Men, uh, The Last Stand. Right. Um, you were, of course, Kitty Pride. I understand why you don't remember. That movie was terrible. I can't whoa. blame you for not remembering. I thought, wait, is Last Stand, like, one of the really bad ones? Or is it, like, the, yeah, It's the one that bad. gets the worst rap. But honestly, really? it's not any worse than the other first. I thought one. Origins was the worst one. Are you sure? Dude, Origins is, like, much better than the first three. Uh, anyway, who are you? <laughs> um, I don't remember any other other movies. <laughs> Alright, Ellen Page, who are you, though? <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Carter. Uh, or in some circles known as Carter. Uh... That's it. That's the that's the depth of my character, my name. Right. He's my best friend since is. childhood, and we just kind of let him on here because I like him. Nate doesn't though, right? Nate. I, uh, Nate I like hates him. him. <laughs> it took me a while to decide though. <laughs> Carter, I think you have a question for Nate actually. Uh, okay, yeah, Nate. Um, me and Isaac were playing. <laughs> me and Isaac were playing a video game last night, right? Okay. And I asked him, just cold, out of nowhere, I asked him, if, okay, say you are in some sort of uh, big epic plot, and you are the villain oh. from the protagonist's perspective. What a, what, a, what a twist. You are the villain, and then the protagonist comes and he defeats you. Okay. Now, obviously, most villains would be like, "Oh, I've been defeated! I'll curse your name a million times." But, but <laughs> if once you're defeated, if you like your essence, your soul, whatever, were to become some sort of buff for the protagonist, his weapon, him, anything like that, would you be more accepting of your defeat if you became some like super cool buff? for the, the party. Okay, so like they take my essence it like goes into some kind of object or something and then and they like it all shoot fireballs with it or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or it's like uh, a step buff. Or, or it's like Gren Logon where he becomes like the advisor <laughs> for the army or whatever. There it is, yeah, there it the is. The Spiral King. Mm-hmm. Um, would I take it like the Spiral King? I think, honestly, I, I just feel this is like kind of cop-out, but I think it depends on what I was trying to do like what they stopped me from doing you know well like, no, the, you're like the you're not like the, the 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 big bad you're maybe like a right hand man you're like i gotta protect him and then you die oh so i was like a mercenary or like a bodyguard or something but now more you're accepting you no know, i think i would resent it Okay, that's sure, also what Isaac said. I'm the only one that's like, yeah, dude, make me a sick weapon, buff. But it all depends. I mean, I would want to be a weapon, but I think that it's like, okay, so let's say I was the the super villain, right? The main bad guy. Like I'm like, okay, right, yeah. or something, and mm-hmm. or I don't know, Iceman. <laughs> like I want to set Ooh. this whole town. I want to freeze the whole town or something like that. And then Iceman? Batman like, yeah, you mean me, Mr. Doctor Freeze? <laughs> what? You said Iceman. Lol, Iceman. Sorry, dude. I was like, that's. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. I shouldn't use a superhero bad guy anyway because they don't kill them or take their powers, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Unless you're Bishop, I guess. But that that's true. Or, or if you're uh, Miss Marvel. Or if you're Rogue. Or Rogue. <laughs> so there's a lot of exceptions. Anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is this if I was the super big bad guy and I was like, mm-hmm. my mind was like twisted, you know? And I was like, I'm trying to do good. Because most bad guys think they're doing good somehow, right? They're just right. kind of flip, flippy floppy, you know? And then mm-hmm. I think if, if, they, if that happened and then they took my essence, and then I think I would realize that they were more righteous than I was, and then I would be like, okay, I want to help them in their future endeavors. Again, kind of like a Spiral King sort of situation, right? Uh-huh. Like right. he kind of gets a better perspective once he's just ahead. It's a very deep, very deep answer. No. I thought about it too much. <laughs> But I would love to become a superpower on a weapon, but not if I was. I don't think I would if I was a bad guy. Um, if I'd rather no. be. A, sorry. Well, no, don't stop. The name of the <laughs> you're right. Uh, I'd rather be the superpower on a weapon for a friend. Like I'm like dying, and then I'm like right. I'm like okay. like a nail from uh, 
from from Dragon Ball Z. Wow, like, making it Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, wow. well, if I'm gonna pass anyway, <laughs> might as well take my powers and wipe it on your sword or something. <laughs> okay. That was a cool question. I'm digging it. It goes further. He's got a second. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so, say, well, like Isaac was like, "Nah, I ain't down for that." I, I proposed the second question. Um, he is defeated. Does become a buff. No choice. Uh, he can be angry about it all he wants. But when that happens, what kind of buff do you want to be? Mm. I almost feel like I need the episode to think about this. <laughs> I'll answer it at the end. Or is there more to the question after this? No, that's it. No, no, there's there's not more to this. I personally said that mine would be like either something really tanky, so like you get more health or something like that, or alternative or like retaliation, so like whenever they hit you, you deal damage back to them. Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, if I had to be like a specific skill that they get to use, it's just like a huge like all in type of skill that you like have a penalty for if you right use. one where you raise but like it just you make it risky for them shut up and put all your faith in me that yes exactly it. we'll never explain that reference it's not gonna get explained I mean it's not really worth explaining um is, yeah I'd really have to think about that okay all yeah right. you have the until the end of the podcast feel free to feel free to think about it all right, so Nate, you got a first topic. All right, so what I chose to talk about today is something that I've been spending a lot of time looking at. Probably, probably way too much time. Um, but my question is: Do the positives of Kickstarter outweigh the negatives? Um, I feel like this is kind of a. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I just have a miss. I don't have a good perspective here, but I feel like Kickstarter is kind of a a topic that people disagree on a lot. And what's interesting to me is how successful Kickstarter is with some um, forms of gaming and how unsuccessful it is with other forms of gaming. And I'm sure that there's plenty of explanation for that, but it seems like some groups have been like burned and you know a lot of people who are more like professionals in gaming are really looked down on it on Kickstarter and you know, don't approve of it very much and they think it's either like a cop-out or they think that it shouldn't be successful or they think that people are wasting their time and whatever. Um, but honestly, like, at least with some things, it really is seems to me like it's here to stay, at least for a while. Like, it's pretty successful. So I guess, I don't know, should I start with your guys' opinions or your initial reactions or what? I don't think it really matters either way. Um, well, uh, do you have any personal experience with Kickstarter? Like, have you ever donated anything or, like, followed something? Okay, that's probably a good place to start. So, I personally have, am waiting on, um, I've never gotten, well, actually, it's not true. I've gotten half of a thing from Kickstarter. I had, I kickstarted something that, it's, it was a board game that had already been printed. Right, classic. And then they were printing an expansion, and you okay. could buy the base game plus the expansion. They already had, like, base games their last printing so they just sent me that like pretty fast and now i'm just waiting on the expansion so i have a f- a f- several games that i'm waiting on that are supposed to come around in the summer early fall and then mm-hmm. i took a, a bit a bit of like a hiatus from looking at kickstarter plus apparently there's not very many good kickstarters like around christmas which makes sense because people are buying stuff that they can get immediately obviously mm-hmm. so they don't have much more money for kickstartering um and then, and I wanted to kind of wait until I felt like I could see if the Kickstarters I backed were actually going to follow through, you know, because I didn't know much about it. And then I just decided, you know what, the Kickstarters I'm seeing are really stinking cool, so I'm going to go ahead and start backing some more. <laughs> so I've backed a few more recently. And I've kind of expanded outside of just board games, which was about what I was originally looking at. I've backed um, some special playing cards that were like Firefly-themed. They were like really interesting-looking. I really oh, am just tired. Did you believe your eyes? Were there a million Oh my ones? gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I tricked you. but you thought I, I was excited it. about Firefly. I, I did. I th- thought you were it. excited about my Firefly no, playing cards. No Al City all day. All right, continue. What a roller coaster <laughs> I am talking about emotions. Fireflies, like, like lightning bugs, not 
Oh, Fire okay. I was thinking. I was thinking. I Firefly also thought you were talking about. No, it's it's it fireflies. It's actual fireflies. Oh, okay, that's way cooler. Super cool. If we can post pictures on the, like, podcast page, something. Um, if we no, can, then we just, should because they're like cool. just hook sure up we'll one of those machines that translates sounds into images. Perfect. At any rate, I back. I already got that. It was pretty cool. very loud and obnoxious. I am a big believer in it, but I guess I'm a I want to hear what you guys think. I'm of like several minds on Kickstarter Criminal because mind. I have uh, to that'll be later with, too. No, to start with whether or not I've backed anything, I have backed something, and it was a it was a tabletop RPG. It was called Masks. I love <laughs> reading the rule book. I've never played it, um, but man, do the rules look fun? And oh, man, does okay. the theme... we were gonna play it and then we just yeah never did yeah man, do yeah. the rules what? Uh, I I keep on reading the rules and I think that they're super cool, but we've never like we never gotten to play it. Um, we even, we even made characters, characters for it one time, but we didn't really like follow through on it. But basically, masks is like a uh, like based off of the idea of like Teen Titans and stuff like that. So it's like teen superheroes going around and doing stuff right. and dealing Nate, with teen problems. Uh, so that's what masks is, and I I supported it like even when it didn't have very much money, and it got all the money it needed. They shipped everything that they were gonna say to ship, so that they didn't run into any problems with it at all. But I think that first of all, Kickstarter in general is a risky thing. If your thing doesn't get backed, your money does just just kind of disappears into the ether. Um, your thing doesn't get completed. Whatever. Like what 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 do you do about that? But that's the risk of it. That's the whole thing with Kickstarter is that that's what it is. So first of all, it's just a risky investment. Um, but even if you do play it safe, I think that there is many examples in certain realms of gaming that it doesn't do very well. For example, um, video games. I just don't think it. I don't think I don't. I don't know if I would ever kickstart a video game. That was yeah. actually the specific thing I was talking about when I said that. Waiting some for this to things... be like a twenty-minute t- uh, Tim Schafer. <laughs> some some uh, things don't do very well, and I was specifically referring to. Yeah. Or I was thinking in my of video games like they hardly ever. I don't. I don't hardly see any that pass. Yeah, that's my. That's well, really my only personal experience with it. I've just seen video games that like. Yeah. Yeah. They're. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh, oh, it didn't happen, or oh, it was absolute garbo, look at you, mighty number nine, um, <laughs> or anything like that. But, uh, regardless but wasn't of the Shovel Knight kickstarted? Like, donated. Wasn't, like, wasn't Shovel Knight kickstarted? Now, that's a highly successful game, yeah? Yeah, that game's great, that's but true. like... That's kind of the exception to the Yeah, exactly. But the, the I think I think the problem the reason why we run into this issue is that um there's so many more elements in games than there is in something like making a tabletop RPG or making a board game. Like there right. are you have to pay voice actors, you have to pay like level designers and artists and writers and directors game. and make the like make programmers sure the like a broken mess and yeah like yeah, there's a whole some... there's a whole issue and then on top of that you're offering extra stuff for higher levels of kickstarting like you don't even know if you'll be able to make a proper game even if you do get the funding <laughs> like it's 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 such like a toss up like it, it I hate to make this like about Tim Schafer kickstarters yeah there it but, is but <laughs> um He's just Broken Age. Him. Broken Age is a huge example of like what can go wrong with, um, with video game kickstarters because he spent all of his yeah, money on voice acting and forgot to title. make a na- <laughs> forgot to make a <laughs> should have known forgot to make a game. He just forgot to make a game, but paid a bunch of voice actors, <laughs> and it was supposed to be like five episodes long, and then it was two episodes long, like a year in between I the just, two episodes. I, like it's year. it's ridiculous, and I don't and I, I don't get, know anything about the extra Kickstarter stuff for that, so I don't know like how much of a failure that part was. But there are <laughs> like that game didn't do well because he just didn't know how to spend his Kickstarter money properly, or he didn't and know I think that how much he needed to raise to make an actual game. Yeah, 
I think he he probably under undershot how much he needed to make a point or a um, point and click adventure. But oh, I think in the case of <coughs> tabletop RPGs, and in the case of board games, there's a lot less to develop. You can promise a lot more, and you can follow through on a lot more. Well, okay, so I want to throw this in there, too. Um, we have a friend. Uh, we should name people. <laughs> we'll just say his name is Sean. That's just fine. Right? Um, and his brother. We know Sean. <laughs> Sean and his brother. They, yes. Uh, they did a Kickstarter board game. They ran it. I am not familiar with who we're talking about, but Okay, well, I'll just type it on Discord. Anyway, it happened, and uh, they—it was like some kind of like aquatic, oh, um, like what's it called? Oh snap! It was like a little miniatures game with tactical combat and everything. Anyway, right? I've even seen the little miniatures. Completely forgot about those. Yeah, that was and that was a while back. Well, one time I, just, I was just, hey, because I knew I didn't back it. I didn't have like any, any money at the time. So I was like, I just couldn't. I really wanted to, though. But um, anyway, I didn't back it. But I, And so I asked him, but I was like, hey, whatever happened with that? And he still hasn't been able to send it out to the backers. Oh. Um, they've they run, ran into immense uh, publication issues and production issues mm-hmm. and shipping issues. So just thing after thing after thing, and he hasn't—they haven't been able to finish that yet. Maybe they finished it by now. I don't know. It's been a while since I asked him. But it was—they had a lot of trouble with that. Um, so it happens with board games too. Regardless of I like, guess... yeah, you're always going to run into problems probably at some point. But it just seems a lot more mismanaged in the context of. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're not still right. Like that video games it's tougher than board games and I think that right. the fact that yeah. most video games don't pass tests to that fact and I, I agree with what you're saying too about I didn't I never thought about that but um, extras kind of like extras make sense with board games because you know you can get metal chips instead of cardboard ones or whatever or yeah on those or, kinds or, of or an expansion or, or, or something or yeah but like those upgrades just always feel like upgrades like that just feel cheap and dirty when you do with video games yeah and i think i think it's just a right pay um, for us to finish like the rest of the game essentially which you're already doing so why isn't this like part of the like i'm sure that's what people might think i'm saying that's like the specific mentality that people have but i can see it why isn't this why isn't this already part of the well like board games with metal chips and stuff like you don't need that by any means. Well, plus it makes, I mean, it increases the cost of the game by a lot, and some people wouldn't want to buy that, so people who right. are willing to buy that, because there are people who, like, go out of their way and replace the pieces of board games because they just love using more high-quality pieces. But board games are being sold so that most consumers can afford them, you know? That's why they use... Unless you buy it for part. Fantasy Flight. hey <laughs> Well, see, that's why Fantasy Flight like Fantasy Flight gives you cards, like a box of cards, and it's like oh, yeah. not enough like, cards to yeah, actually have like, fun. But they do that so that you can actually afford it. You know, like if they if their minimum cost was oh yeah, but know, still... sixty bucks, which is the true cost of playing one of their living yeah. card games, then <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't buy it. Anyway, this is a different topic. Um, I think the other thing that I personally, my my personal um idea of Kickstarter is that I just wouldn't kickstart something for a like in um an entirely independent thing you know and maybe that's maybe that's really bad and kind of sorry can you clarify um, that what you mean by that like it's you mean like if it's an entirely new thing if it's like like if it's like this is my first thing that I'm ever gonna be making like if you don't have any experience at all or even if it's like your second or third thing and you're not like a company of people, I probably won't kickstart it. Oh, so you don't trust first like time a, developers yes. or groups. And maybe now that's that selfish of me or yeah. no, I mean that sounds like, prudent, I get what you're saying. 
I mean, that's but, not like without basis. That's perfectly reasonable. I would you have absolutely no guarantee of any success. I would absolutely kickstart something like, um, I don't know, like if if Dungeons and Dragons for some reason, like if Wizards of the Coast for some reason didn't have enough money for anything, and they were like, "Yo, that's dog, never gonna happen." Yeah, that yeah. I mean, it's never gonna happen. But if they're like, "Yo, dog, we want to make this." campaign setting but we don't have the money to do it help us kickstart it i'll be like yes i will help you kickstart that of course i will yeah i'll throw money in their faces like or if actually that happens for magic the gathering i'll just i'll just dump out my whole wallet right there they can have my credit card forever any payment i have that's to you guys for that for that project from now on because man i want to my organs go to them they can sell them for money I agree with what you're saying about trusting particular backers, but here's something that's kind of interesting is that, at least in board gaming, that actually is becoming a thing. Like, that sounds ridiculous with Wizards of the Coast, but, but like, there's actual, like, well-known developers who are going and sitting down and, like, requesting, or like, ha- use, doing Kickstarters when they've never done them before. Um, I heard about it someone recently, but I can't remember what it is exactly. But, I mean, um, another, like, example would be, like, the dudes who do zombie side, like, they at first, like one of the first zombie sides, raised over a million dollars. Like they don't need to do Kickstarter in order to sell their game. There's no way that they don't have like money left over from that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like becoming like Kickstarter, at least for again for board games, is becoming so much a part of. I mean, it's just built into it now, like baked in. Um, I guess the thing that I, I'm into, and I, I know that there's horror stories, and I know that things can go wrong. I just think you kind of have to accept that going in. If you can't live with that, then like just don't do it. You know, like you need to like know yourself well enough that you wouldn't be like know whether or not you would be brokenhearted over your fifty dollar pledge or something if it came to nothing, or if you got there and then it was a big dumpster fire. You know, but um, here's my thing, and I'm kind of coming from a perspective of somebody who's I have an RPG that I'm developing that I really care about and I have a board game I'm developing and I really care about and I came up with another board game last night that was like a card game that I was like oh my gosh this sounds amazing I want to play this immediately so um, like coming from the perspective of a dreamer you know who's who's an amateur and I I would be completely um, I don't know I don't feel like I could go to like a professional publisher and, and try to pitch my game in like a regular way and so if I ever wanted to produce something that I made I would probably do it over Kickstarter. And so I I don't know, I kind of feel for these people, you know, these like these other dreamers who like have this idea that and some and sometimes it's not even board games, but it's like artwork or it's music and stuff. And I'm I don't know, I just think it's so cool that someone who could never have their stuff purchased by a company, you know, who's only thinking about uh, the bottom line, how much they can of the product they can sell and if they can make money from it, you know? These people, a lot of this stuff would never ever sell to an actual business. But because the consumer can just say, I think that's a great idea and I'm willing to pay for it without the guarantee of have or having it or it being good. You know, it's like they, it's like people become the business, the investor, rather than the bigwig people who are just trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? It just completely changes the game on what can be created. And I just think that that's really cool. And so, in my mind, Kickstarter. I want Kickstarter to stay around because I think that the I think that the positives outweigh the negatives. That I know that there's terrible stuff and people get scammed and cheated and lied to. But like, when it all works out, and I think it works. I think it works out pretty often. Um, it seems to me it works out more than it doesn't. That man, it's, I just think it's beautiful. So I, anyway, that's. I should say, even with all the negative stuff that I'm saying it's more of my personal caution with Kickstarter and more mm-hmm. with saying it to warn other people that if they're going to back something like a video game, you need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I want people and to be aware of that problem and everything of like, yeah, like every single, every single Kickstarter page has to talk about the risks of what they're developing. And so but it's like, if you pay I attention, you know that it could end up being nothing it absolutely needs to stay. I think that you're right that there are just things that would never have been developed that get developed because of Kickstarter. Cause the, cause you're right. The consumer enough of like-minded consumers 
can go on there and say, yes, I want this. I'll pay so much money for you to make this. And so that way I can have it. I can have all this extra stuff. So that way I can bring it to other people. And I think that that's great. I think that's fantastic. And you're right. And I don't, I have never thought that Kickstarter should just leave. All I think is that, especially in the case of video games, this is the only time I've ever had like, like negative feelings towards Kickstarter is that in the case of video games, I just don't think it works and I would caution anybody to just not kickstart video games. Yeah. Because it's probably just going to go in the hole. And now it's time for the TomCast Music Recommendations Section. Enjoy. So every week we'll give you three band recommendations. Maybe you'd say a couple of their better tracks for you to go and listen to. I don't know if we'll be able to play any of the music from them on the podcast, but we'll see. So um, Nate, do you want to start off our recommendations? Sure. I am going to recommend Joel Plaskett. I don't know much about him. He's pretty interesting, though. He's got like a very like classic rock vibe, but he's just, I mean, he's just a... Uh, pretty, I don't know, he's, he's he, okay, yeah, I'm not going to explain like this. Every one of his songs sounds like he's playing it, like, in your living, or, like, in your bedroom, or whatever, wherever you are. Um, I think the, whenever I told Carter this, he kind of jumped in, was making fun of me. But that's what it sounds like. It sounds like he's always live. It's just really cool. Um, very classy dude. Oh, well, I mean, I was just, yeah. Was <laughs> the songs I'm going to recommend are Through and Through and Through. Through and Through and Through from the album Three. Um, that song is super awesome and it has like a little duet thing going on and like it's all really like references to history and it's it's just a cool song and then all right slash okay that song is just it's kind of funny but at the same time it's just like super true like i don't know just i just love the lyrics of that song super cool so yeah joel plaskett all right uh i am personally going to recommend mother folk so that's M-O-T-H-E-R-F-O-L-K, Mother Folk. They are a folk band, if you couldn't have guessed. That, um, you change your pronunciation of folk. <laughs> I will say folk however I want. <laughs> okay. Um, I specifically suggest uh, Defining Me and Golden Hune, or Han. Golden Han. My bad. Uh, both are very good songs, and they uh, made me think a lot about myself and what I thought uh, while I was in college. And how, mu- and how much you love Despacito, yeah, I know. Yes, and how much I love Despacito. Leon <laughs> and what was the other one? Uh, Defining Me. Mm. Oh, Logos. That's the other one. All those are from the same uh, self-titled album. Carter, do you have a music me- recommendation? So, they wait, they didn't make Despacito? They did not make Despacito. Uh, Nobody really made Despacito. It's been with us since before the beginning of time. Came into being (laughs) mysteriously. Um. No, I don't. uh. Got nothing. Absolutely nothing. I only listen to Despacito. That's why. Just on loop forever. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't have a recommendation. All right. You freaking lame, lame butt. All right. Uh-huh. Um, Whatever. You're the one that recommended. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stow the Despacito joke. Okay. For now. Uh, so on to our next topic. It'll come back later. Our next topic is crime dramas. What the crap is up with those guys? That's my title. That's, uh, that's the whole title. Um, I guess my oh, specific question is: What do you think of them? What's your general experience with them? Um, do you tend how to much like crime them? do you do, you do to... daily? And, and so also on. list off like, drama, some of your favorite ones. Yeah, how much how much drama are you involved with? You what is your that? personal relationship with Ice T? <laughs> uh, he's always you trying, into that Taylor Swift Kanye West business. <laughs> he's always asking me what I'm telling him, and I have to restate like three times. Like Ice T, come on, man. 
you do this for a living. I don't understand why you have to ask these questions. Um, okay. So, uh, Carter, let's start with you. What do you think of crime dramas? What are some of your favorites? Uh, do you uh, tend to enjoy them? Okay. Um, had the air raid siren get myself ready. Um, I, personally, I freaking love them. Things are great. Um, some of my favorites. Not all of them are great, though. That's the that's the bullet point. The last <laughs> that's the asterisk at the end. The fine print. Anyway, I, I quite enjoy um, maybe not crime dramas exclusively, but like crime-oriented shows and movies. Uh, and actual crime. Very into actual crime. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, though. <laughs> um... Some of my favorites are like uh, uh, Isaac. You're you're big on Criminal Minds too, right? Like Criminal Minds I am. is really good. Oh, I, I knew I one of you. One of you uh, are slash. I freaking word. love Criminal Minds. I haven't Criminal uh, Minds. I haven't caught up with the last the latest season yet. Nor have I. But it's a fantastic show. Criminal Minds, uh, the HBO series, The Wire. Uh, what's oh, what's the other one? Uh, ugh, ugh. Oh, of course, CSI Miami. Oh, <laughs> no, that one was a joke. I actually don't think I've seen True Detective. Um, I could have swore I had another example, but the, the, those are like the big, like the shining examples. Uh, like I said, they're not all good because because uh, mm. NCIS exists. Yep, threw it down. <laughs> I'm throwing it down right now. Any NCIS fans listening, uh, your show is trash. It's a bad is show. show. Looks like it was recorded in the 90s. I also dislike wow. Is that show still going on or that end forever ago? Please tell me it's not still going on. It definitely didn't end I don't know forever the, ago. I don't know if the mainline series is still going. Nate Are there different NCISs? I wasn't yeah, they had yes. a, a spinoff or two. Yeah. Gross. I mean, um, oh, good to know. <laughs> uh, I'll throw it down on NCIS any day of the week. Yeah, well, the other one that I'm not... Like, it's been so long, but I don't remember if any of the CSI series were actually good. I don't... Um, I want to say they you, weren't. CSI? Yeah, I want to say that none of those were actually good. I have also questioned myself whether the original CSI was good. That was the only one that I liked. I, I remember liking it, but it's been so long since I've watched it. I was pretty it. young. I just don't even yeah. remember which one I watched for ago. I It was probably the original. I had to be honest with myself, but I just... It, it eludes me. I was um, a young man, so I don't remember. Um, what was the... What was the next part of your question? I don't remember. Uh, what I, don't remember. I mean, really, this is probably oh. just going to be an open discussion about... Well, yeah. Well, I guess NCIS yeah, is still airing, season sixteen. Oh, oh balls! Oh, God. <laughs> is it still if it gets filmed in the nineties, like it's Blade? But uh, unbelievably so. Here, oh jeez. Uh, anyway. Well, I guess a good follow-up would be, um, why do we like them? You know, what what is it about it that really draws us in? You know. Yeah, that, um, that is a great question. What I'd is say, it about it? I'd say, um, not just with like cop shows, like crime, crime uh, media, it can be pretty broad. Um, but I'd say one of the main appeals of it is solving the mystery along with the characters, provided the mystery is actually good, or like you know, like while the characters are doing it, you on your couch or on the floor mm, that's true and are poor you're also trying to figure it out because you uh, give or take obviously because it's a show or a movie um, you'll get uh, outside of the character perspectives on like you know the, the villain or the whatever they're going up against but like you're trying to you're trying to figure it out too so it I guess the word I'm looking for is it's in, it engages you uh, so you're not just sitting there doing nothing, looking at NCIS. 
I should be very clear. I've only watched like a handful of episodes of NCIS. I don't remember anything about any episodes I've seen, but I didn't like. I it. remember something. I remember some very clear scenes that really pained me. There, I don't remember. I, just, from a I can't stand the directing I have, like, or a the very acting. Distinct memory of there being an episode where one of like the main cop chicks, main characters, is like trapped under a car in the desert, and it's raining, and some wolves. Sounds like CSI. I think that was CSI. It's like the only memory. Oh, and then there's an episode where some kid climbs in the dryer and dies. Uh, I don't remember what that had to do with anything, though. I don't even think it was the main plot. <laughs> right? What's going on? That's beside um, the point. Um, yeah, I think that was my point. Isaac, what about you? What do you... Uh, uh, okay, so... What my, you thinking? Uh, I, I love crime dramas. They're some of my favorites. I think I have very fond memories of watching them, mostly because I watch them with my mother, like always. Um, and so it's a good, good bonding a experience for me and her. Uh, yes, my mother is a criminal. No, she's uh, preparing to be a criminal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she has to perform the perfect crime by the Decemberists. Um, Watching every, every show possible to pull off said perfect crime, TM. Yes, uh, TM by the Decemberists. Uh, but I think that some of my favorites, I will I will list them here. Um, Luther is my favorite one, because dang, that show is good, and Idris Elba's in it, and you know I love Idris Elba. And I'm all about you have to watch Idris. anything with Idris Elba in it. Yeah, I have to watch that. You told me to watch The Wire, Isaac. What the frick? <clears throat> Did either of you watch Luther? Did either of you do your homework? Nope, I didn't. Nope. Is it? I mean, I can do my. Oh, I, I mean, can I, do my homework. Well, after everybody the has some homework day. today. Um, I guess I can give it a shot. Nicole and I can't find a show we both like. Just don't go watch, watch it Luther. There. It's so freaking good. Um, it's on Netflix, Amazon. I'll talk to, yes, Hulu. it's on. It's on Netflix. I'll talk okay. about it. In a I was hoping you wouldn't say Hulu. Um, no, it's, it's not on Hulu. Good. Um. Thank you, Eden, for bringing me a pop. Um, but my other ones are uh, The Fall is very, very good. I mm. really, really enjoy The Fall. You didn't see season two, though, did you? Of The Fall? Yeah. Oh, The Fall. Sorry, no. Sorry. Yeah, The Fall, not The, the killing. killing. No, I didn't watch much of The Killing at all, to be honest. I do like it, though. The Killing is good. Mm. Um, killing joke. Criminal Minds is obviously very good. Um, I had another Law and Order SVU. <laughs> I do really like Law and Order SVU. Okay, well, people like Law and Order SVU for like the the because Ice T's it, and he's Ice T. Also, that I don't know. I feel like I don't. I haven't watched Law and Order SVU. Or Law and Order, really, very extensively. So I can't really vouch for its actual strong points. It's it's I feel not like I actually say very good. It's not actually I, very good, and I realize that. But I really like, like watching. The reason it. why people like to watch it is really simple. They just like to see formulaic shows. Yeah, it's highly formulaic. It's, it's for just, it's formula the TV show. I very much enjoy. Uh, SVU, even though I realize it's not a very good show. Oh, Psych was the other one I'm going to mention, because that technically counts as a crime drama. Psych oh, was I hard. didn't even think about that. I'm digging it. Psych was awesome. Psych Adding was some... really good, and it's still freaking funny. It's so funny. Um, it's really funny. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, right. They themselves by using 80s comedy, as like 80s movies, as like a lot of their reference points. That's, that's very true. Guys, we're gonna do an episode, but the episode just gonna be Twin Peaks. All right, go for it. And there was like, uh, yeah, and it was. <laughs> it's so good. And after you watch Twin Peaks, like, oh, I get it now. They were See, I don't remember of... that episode. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know what that episode is. I'll go look it up later. Um, okay, well, I want to throw out something that I'm, I want to um, sorry, talk about bad things about crime dramas a little bit. Right, oh right, yeah, I it. wanted to talk about that very, very soon. I was going to talk about what I personally like about. I'm gonna, Crime I'm Drums. gonna, to I'm gonna toss in. Um, if you, if you've watched Criminal Minds, or if you haven't watched Criminal Minds, I want to challenge you to go back to season three, 
to when Rossi entered the show. The first episode with Rossi. Ooh. It's the episode called About Face. And it's actually like a really cool concept for the serial killer. He like has he's like no. f- like stalking these women and he's like posting pictures of them like up on the, around their house and out on the town and stuff and they and like to where they'll see it. So they see these pictures Wait, of themselves. He made an episode about you? <laughs> so, and so <laughs> they uh yeah, they're just posting these pictures of of these women and then and then killing it's just really weird. I guess really might know what episode you're talking about. Anyway, Thanks. it's Thanks. something Thanks. happened with their budget that was just made it absolutely wretched. Like that episode. Like yeah, that episode. I, mean, I guess if trash. you if you really weren't paying very much attention, which sometimes you, I mean, people tend I I tend to do with comments. I think the first time I ever watched it, I didn't notice it, but then I watched it again one time, and I was like, "What is happening in this episode?" Like, there's a scene. So was like, okay. It's like the cameras were bad. It's like the ending wasn't the real ending. Like it ends and you're like, wait, what? That's the end of the episode? What the heck? And like, yeah, it's like they had to acting, cut it short. Clearly... Huh? I, it's like they had to end, like cut the episode short. The directing yeah. was abysmal in that episode. Well, it's like, like right, we're using. There's like a scene where they're in a car, right? And they always have this particular type of camera. And I know the camera isn't as good as their real camera when they're in car scenes. But like this was like it was filmed on a phone. Like a 2007 phone, like a flip phone. Like it's so <laughs> awful and it's so bouncy and it's so grainy. Like, okay, I was gonna ask like. And how also, it I think bad, I, I think yeah, in that screen, like, or I think in that scene, there's like a green screen going on, and the green is screen everyone, is like, very a obvious. Budget actor too? Did they get into, like actors for scale for that episode, or is it? There's just a lot of. There's actually a lot of side actors, and none of them are any good in that episode. And then, like a lot of times, like you know, because they're trying to introduce Rossi's character, so they make him really like, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of have a lot of conflicts with the other characters. But it's like he'll say something, and then everyone's reactions will be like super delayed. Like it's just really, it's just a really weird episode. It's very out of form for them. But that's the kind of thing that happens with those kinds of crime dramas because they have to film so many episodes, and for a lot of them, they're really, um, what do you call it. Like episodic, so they have a lot of locations. They have a lot of side actors that they're having to work with, and what amazes me about Criminal Minds is that they have these new, like this new thing now with these newer seasons, where they have just a cameo character who's on for like four, five, six episodes at a time, mm-hmm. and then that person uh... has character has a reason to leave, and so they leave, and then they get another one for a few episodes. Anyway, it's just, there's just a lot of complications with crime dramas, and so and sometimes you end up with these um, absolute trash episodes. And you just got a network these Criminal Minds on. Does anyone remember? No, I don't. Because um, that might, like, the budget going to might have something to do with the network. Uh, uh, so I'm just curious. Probably. CB- it's is CBS. It CBS. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. I think, I think a, f- a big folly for me in terms of watching. Um, crime dramas is that like what they focus on in terms of like what they put their effort into is very strange to me because they the, the directing is never that good first of all which is just it just bothers me um, in general but the directing is never that good the dialogue Whoa. is never that well written but yet the reasons for the characters like doing their doing things is usually like pretty well laid out. Um, the reasons for the criminals are always very well laid out, especially in Criminal Minds. Um, and then a lot of, a lot of what they run into, and this is the really weird one to me, is that they're not particularly great at visual storytelling most of the time. Until they have to, like, when they're about to catch the criminal... And they're, like, in the standoff, right? There's always a standoff with the criminal. In that moment, there's always really good visual storytelling. There's cuts to faces where they're feeling a lot of, like, emotions, and you can tell what it is. Like, it's very clear what they're thinking. But throughout the rest of the show, except for in, like, really emotional parts for characters or whatever, where they really need need visual storytelling, they don't use it. Like, they just don't. Um, like... That's true. It's very like, yeah. It's very like, um, and like with sorry, with Criminal Minds, you can kind of cut the parts out where it's like, okay, this part is very much not about the characters, and it's about 
setting up the crime. And then this part is very much about characters. And then here's another part that's very much setting up the crime. And like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and I, I think it's so, it's just really strange to me that the dialogue isn't good, but they can write decent characters most of the time. Like, it's just, the dialogue is really bad in a lot of these crime dramas, guys. Dialogue's real bad. And I guess I just haven't seen a lot of the ones where the dialogue is bad. Like, Law and Order, the dialogue's obviously, obviously terrible, but like... <laughs> It's just like I mean, Ron they try Order to make really it doesn't natural, know how to do visual story. You're telling me the serial killer murdered them? Yes, HT. That's what I'm telling <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, this pedophile likes kids. This man. Yes, that is what that means. <laughs> are you telling me that we found child pornography on this pedophile's computer? You telling me that he downloaded child pornography from a website? Yes, Ice T. That's what we're telling you. Anyway, that is what we've been telling you. <laughs> I guess I just haven't seen a lot. Of, like, the killing has great dialogue. Uh, I think. That, I think. I think. The I think killing the criminal minds are passable. It's like probably, definitely like, instances where it's not good. But they're also writing an absurd amount of dialogue. That's that is very fair. Um, I think another thing I have to say is that like in a lot of these crime dramas, the characters are really consistent, like impressively consistent. Yes, I and that's the thing is that like I find I find like. The characters are well written. That's the thing is that they're really consistent. Yeah, characters are they're, usually a strong point. They uh, and they, they have, have like consistent like vocal no. ticks or like physical ticks or um things like that. So it's like it's not like the writing is bad. It's not like just the writing is bad. It's that the dialogue part of the writing is bad. Uh, I and I, I think I find Criminal Minds to run into it a lot, especially with like. The criminal will have really bad dialogue, or, um, I think Reed has really bad dialogue most of the time, and I love that character, but man, his dialogue is really. I personally find that he does. I also think that they have a like a pretty singular, um, difficulty with that character because they have to represent he's intellectually, like, um, you call it, like exceptional. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to actually understand what he's saying. Otherwise, it, he like he can't. I mean, you can't even know what he's talking. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah, the listener has to know what he's talking about, but it has to be impressive. You know, you yes. know what I mean? Yes. So there's kind of a something that they have to juggle. So maybe that ends up making it difficult for them to write dialogue for him. I think one of my issues with his dialogue most of the time is that he's usually. He usually ends up being the ice tea of the show, not in like questioning things, but he has to like over explain something that we might already know. That's so just true. to make sh- okay, just to I, catch I, people up. I and I think that's right. the thing that so annoys like, me about it is that like, like so here's what we know for no good reason. Yeah, and he's like, well, here's yeah, like in previous episodes, you might remember what. Um, something like uh, narcissism is but he explains narcissism again <laughs> even though it's a room full of um, people that all know what it is yeah all know what Maybe. it is and like you don't like I and I think that it's just something that's like designed for people that are either just jumping into the show which happens a lot with criminal dramas like because like, of how episodic, uh, episodic they are watching. or to people right that are half watching or to people that don't remember or don't know what it is by default. Yeah. They, I mean, um, TV shows have to be made for the general. I mean, don't have to be made, but they're made for the least common denominator. Right. Yes. Um, and I think that that's something that crime dramas, one of the problem problems that crime dramas run into in general. I think that's one of their big follies is that because they're written for the most, or the least or most common de- denominator, that they over-explain things, and the dialogue is overly simple, and that they're tied down to certain themes, and you know, I'm saying like it's just they have to they have to play it safe most of the time. That's why I usually watch like the more long-running series. Like that's not because episodic is good in its own right. Because you're just like yeah, because monster of the week is the term is uh, used uh, in some 
cases. I like it has its own appeals because you can just jump in a nice little adventure and you can come home satisfied. Right, and the uh, bow's tied at the end, and right. Um, but sometimes you just need like, a just you know, I just need uh-huh. to sit down and watch an entire season of plot happening, and you can't miss any of it. You know, just sometimes you need that. But like, not to watch Luther. I know. I looked it up just now, and I was like, oh, snap. Erdus Elva's the main character? Yes. I, <laughs> I told you. Erdus Elva is the main character, and he's so well-written. Okay. in in the, One of the things that bugs me about Criminal Minds is that they have to explain the, like, person's... Um, they have to explain... Like, like mental like problem every time. Like, they yep. just have to. They have to explain it yep. to either to the cops for story reasons or to the audience he because it needs to be done. But, like, in Luther, the criminals have these problems, but they do it through visual storytelling, and they never explicitly tell you what it is they have. But yeah, I can... Like, you can just see it. You're like, he's oh, like, he's narcissistic. Oh, he's... crazies. Yeah, like yeah but at the same just, time, because of Criminal Minds, I feel like I understand everything better because they walk you through it over and over again. It's almost right. like taking That's a class nice. in behavioral analysis. That That is very fair. I will 10, say that. After 10 seasons of it, you're like... Oh yeah, this is like those are that's two thirds of the triad. Like you need to take your kid and love him some more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that before we start wrapping this topic up, because I'm feeling that that's where we're getting. Um, yeah, everyone's gonna go home. One last Luther. suggestion that I forgot. Uh, Lie to me. It didn't. It went on for like four seasons. It wasn't super well wrapped up. But man, that one is really good. It's about, like, a guy that can see, like, micro-expressions in people's faces and basically solves crimes oh, through that. Oh, okay, I was just thinking earlier, I was like, what's that show about the, the, the... Is that oh. the one that they used to reference in Psych all the time? What's the freaking... Or that was The Mentalist or whatever. That was The Mentalist, yes. Oh, I might be thinking... I always thought that was thing. super funny. Because it had, like, the exact same premise as Psych. No, no, Lie to Me is, um... Lie to me, it's, he doesn't, like, pretend to be a psychic or anything. It's just, like, he is... Like, he can see micro-expressions like that, and that's okay, well, just, like, I'm also how he solves throw the out, um, I think I'm thinking of the same show as you're talking about. Hold on, let me... Because, like, it's... He's a behavioral analysis, correct? Mm-hmm. Hold that on. is correct. Oh... Yep, it's the it's show. It's almost like... Okay. Then I, then took, I know like, about House, Yeah, that show's... If you took House and then added it to criminal minds and you mash those two together that's what light of me is um cool. yeah it's super cool what, what was your i'm also gonna throw out blind spot um i oh, see it as kind show? of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah the hit show is starring asher johnson i i just finished the third season and that up for the fourth season is insane the third season was had some issues but I was like, I got to the end and I was like, holy butts. Like, I cannot wait for the next season. But it's, it's, I didn't mention it as we were talking about it because it's only like half a procedural crime drama. It's, it's very much like way more of like a, I don't know, something like just a basic thriller. Um, but it, it still has all the facets of procedural crime drama as well. But I don't know, it, it's, uh, it's just really good. And the overarching reasons why certain things are certain ways are pretty dumb. Basically, like the concept, starting concept is this chick has her whole body is covered in tattoos, and she just wakes up and doesn't know any, doesn't remember anything, and her tattoos lead to helping the FBI solve crimes, um, and then she wants to like take part in it as well. Anyway, um, it doesn't make that much sense, and then they have to, but they keep the tattoo shtick going even after they've like completed all of. Oh, tattoos or whatever they're like oh someone re-tattooed you or something like that oh no uh, not to spoil too much but Your it's like mom tattoo is linked it, to a crime <laughs> but it doesn't it's like it's stupid that the that the tattoo thing keeps going i have two more i mean uh gosh I Elba, just the best oh he's so <laughs> handsome he's so gosh oh, darn he's handsome just, he's such a good actor like holy cow oh my gosh he's so good anyways watch luther because man it's good um, 
also watch the fall uh i think it's a it's kind of a very specific type of crime drama it's very much like um i really want to see that too it's like a hannibal lecter kind of feel like it is a um like specific like specific criminal against a very specific um um investigator yes detective detective thank you holy balls i was trying to find it i couldn't um it's like a specific criminal versus a specific detective it's very much like a silence of the lambs kind of feeling in that sense not in the sense of like the silence of the lambs directing i'm gonna cut off in your head and touch your brain and i'm gonna put you in the hole but yeah yeah, go watch go watch the fall the fall is that um, it also has very mature themes so be warned of that yeah it's got some nudity and such uh yes this has been the tomcast where we say whatever we want whenever we want i was talking over him which i'm supposed to yeah i mean this is it's part of the podcast uh so this is our send-off you have sweet sweet night what if it's not nice don't worry about